guys, and welcome to another episode of the Cast, the official podcast of Yinscam, the industry leader in mobile app development for sports teams, leagues, arenas, and events around the world. I'm your host, Jeremy McPeak, and today we're going to be talking a little bit of NBA basketball with the Utah Jazz. Okay, so I'm happy to be joined by my friend Brooks Steele of the Utah Jazz. Brooks, you are the senior digital product manager of the Jazz. I believe I got that correct, right? You did. You did. Spot on. Awesome. Thank you for joining us. We really appreciate it. And and congratulations on a heck of a season so far. The Jazz are, are leading the entire Western Conference at the as of this recording as we head towards the All-Star break. Um, your head coach is going to be the uh, coach of the Western Conference All-Stars. Um, mm-hmm. What has this been like for you to, to experience this, especially after a rough last year? Oh, man, it's it's been really exciting. I wish I could take some credit for, for the, <laughs> the team on the court, but you know, that's all them. They're, they're playing uh, at a high level of basketball and, and coached extremely well. And, you know, we're, we're along for the ride and it's, it's really exciting. Best start in franchise history. Is that right? Best start, this best point? start in franchise history at this point. And, um, you know, we look forward to just continuing on the rest of the season. I think you can take a little bit of credit there somewhere. I'm sure. <laughs> maybe, be- maybe a tiny bit. Those push <laughs> notifications. Right. They get the team going. <laughs> that fires them up. Um, so you've been with the Jazz three and a half years. Is that right? Three and a half years. Yep. Correct. And you came over from Delta Airlines, where I know you spent several years as well. So talk about what that transition was like for you. Uh, very different businesses, but I'm sure there were some similarities yeah. in terms of your role there and what you were able to bring to the Jazz. Yeah, absolutely. So at, at Delta, um, I worked on their e-commerce team as a product manager, uh, managed parts of the website, parts of the app experience. And, you know, I, I, I feel like I learned from the best of the best in the industry. Um, Delta does it right. They they focus on on data and analytics to make decisions. They are very thoughtful in what they do. So I was able to, to learn from, uh, from the best in the business and bring that over to the jazz and start establishing these best practices in, in the sports industry here in Utah as well. Um, it's, it's been great setting up policies and procedures and in how to roll out functionality, how to think about uh, digital as, as an innovative space for um, our industry. And I, I know we'll talk about some of the things that we're doing here at the jazz um, later on, but it's, it's, it's really been easy to bring over from Delta what we did there to the jazz. Absolutely. And I know the airline industry as a whole has really done a great job uh, in the mobile space, uh, really trying to provide that functionality and make the user experience uh, as seamless as possible for people as they're traveling. And I remember we yep. met with you, you know, before uh, the jazz uh, joined Yinscam. Gosh, three years ago now, I assume something mm-hmm. like that. And we met there. Yeah. And you, you were talking a lot about what um, Delta had done and what you wanted to incorporate in in the Jazz app uh, in the future. So exciting to see what you've been able to do there. We'll we'll talk more about your app here coming up. But talk about your role today with the Jazz. What all that entails. What are some of those other digital products in addition to the app that that you oversee? Yeah. So um, as you mentioned, I'm I, I'm overseeing the Utah Jazz app as well as. Um, parts of the website more from a, a product management standpoint. So we've got some, we've got a couple really great developers uh, here at the Jazz, and so I'm just kind of helping coordinate with them on um, on strategy, on uh, on how to um, maybe roll out functionality in, in the best way that we can then take and communicate up the chain here internally, and really make a a case for what we're doing on the digital side. We're, we're doing a lot of really cool things. Uh, the site's been 
through a complete rehaul uh, the past few months as we led up to this Saw season. That. I was looking at it earlier today. Yeah, looks nice. Yeah, it looks it looks really good. And and kudos to again our developers and our design team for working together and and making that happen. It was a big undertaking. So this is a total random question. We'll get to your app next, but I've been meaning to ask all of our guests this, and I just forget as I'm as I get caught up in talking about their work, but. Share a personal experience now that you've been in the NBA for three and a half years. Give us some story that has been just your favorite moment, maybe personally, aside from the projects you've okay. worked on, but just something as, you know, as a, a sports fan coming in to work in the NBA for the first time. Yeah, I think, uh, I think one of the coolest experiences was um, being here in the, in the office. It was, I think it was last year. And, you know, I, I was just walking around the office. I had just been to a meeting and was walking back to my desk and, and as I'm walking back to my desk, one of the, the players, I, I won't name a name, he was just walking through with his young son. And it was just really cool because he was just following his son uh, through the office and, you know, like any dad would. And it was really cool just to kind of pass him in the hall and just really like, you know, give him the nod and, and just see that interaction with him and his son and, you know, kind of bring it uh, to a level where it's relatable to me. I've got children right. of my own and Right. And I, I could see myself doing the same thing, just following my little toddler through the through the <laughs> office. So that was really cool to see. It is neat to uh, get to know the players and see them a little bit as human beings and, and not these superstar athletes that everybody kind of you know looks up to. They're people, too, and they've got families and, yeah. and lives just like us. So that is cool. Good story. Thank you. Um, yeah. OK, so let's talk about your app, which is presented by Adidas. Right. It is. Um, uh, I had uh, Jay Riola from the Orlando Magic on a couple episodes ago, and he talked all about their transition from Venue Next to Yin's Cam. And I know you guys were in a very similar situation where when you joined the Jazz, you were a Venue Next team. And mm-hmm. Venue Next has kind of changed their model a little bit, their business model. And now they're really producing SDKs with a lot of their functionality, which you guys have integrated into your new app. Talk about what yeah. that process was like for you guys making the decision to, to come back to Yin's Cam and and um, how that has gone, that, that transition of incorporating some of the great features that Venue Next produces and, and develops into your new app. Yeah, absolutely. So when I joined the Jazz, we had just signed our contract with Venue Next. Um, we were getting ready to launch uh, our app with them. And um, we launched, a, it was a successful app from, uh, from my point of view um, in what it did well, right? And that was the right. e-commerce side of things. And I think you know, Venue Next realized that their strengths were on the, the e-commerce portion, the, the mobile ordering and things like that, and, and less so on the content. And what we were looking for as an organization was kind of that dual app, one that would serve a, a purpose for our guests that were coming to the arena, that would allow them to seamlessly purchase food and beverage, team store merchandise, um, have it delivered to their seat, have it uh, ready for express pickup just really enhance that arena experience. And, and, you know, Venue Next is a, is a great partner in making that happen. But I think what we were lacking was a lot of the content and, and Jens Cam was able to provide that for us. And having met with yourself and Priya, it was, it was a no brainer from my standpoint. I had been pushing Jens Cam uh, from, from the beginning, right. To move back and, and integrate uh, Venue Next uh, into right. the app as well. And so, for, from my standpoint, I, I wasn't looking at anybody else. It was Yin's Cam all the way, uh, you know, meeting with Priya. I knew that she had a vision for our app and, and could make yeah. it happen. Um, and that our priorities aligned with, with her priorities and the, the company's priorities. 
Um, it was a great transition. I, I, I would say it's been even, even better and we've come a long way and we'll continue to grow. Um, you know, we've seen our, our app ratings rise from around the 2.0 level up to a 4.8 right now on iOS. And, and Gotta to love me, that. that's a, <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. To me, that's a testament of, of the technology of what you all are doing on your side and what we're trying to accomplish on our side. Our fans love it. They, they rave about our app and, and it's great to hear. That's awesome. We're, we're thrilled with that as well and love to see um, the fan reaction to the app. And for those who are watching um, on YouTube or listening to our podcast of this, uh, this episode, um, who may not know too much about Yinscam, we actually develop and build a lot of the same kind of functionalities now that, that Venue Next does. But um, I think it, it's helpful for your own fans to keep that consistency from the old app to the new app in terms of a lot of that utilities that they used. Um, so that's one of the big reasons that we are, we're so happy to, to work closely with Venue Next to incorporate their SDK into our app. Um, and we do that with a lot of vendors, a lot of third-party vendors that I think more than a, more than a hundred actually <laughs> that have different types of functionality that every client has different things that they want or are looking for. And although we develop a lot of the same things, we're able to, uh, you know, accommodate that for our clients to, to make them happy and make sure their fans have the best experience possible. So I'm um, glad that uh, we were able to do that with you guys and we are thrilled to have you back in the Inscam family. Um, yeah. But- and do you mind? No, I think you hit it on, I think you hit it on the head, the consistency, uh, right. Our, our fans are used to that. Our season ticket members are, are very used to things being in certain places when they go to the app. And so, you know, I, I always attribute it to moving the cheese and you never want to move the cheese, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) You want to be able to find what you want and, and it needs to be consistent across, uh, across the platform. And so, as soon as you move it, uh, you're going to hear from, from your most vocal fans. And so yes. making sure we were consistent, that was, that was priority number one yeah. as we moved to Yin's Cam with Venue Next integrated in. And, and like I said, our, our fans couldn't be happier. Yeah, you want to keep the cheese in the same spot, but then just add some crackers and wine and a little charcuterie. <laughs> exactly. <right there. laughs> exactly. For your season ticket holders. Uh, you mentioned a dual mode app. You guys were actually one of our first clients to uh, to partner with us and work with us on our new um, mode switcher functionality. Mm-hmm. And for, for those listening or watching that, that aren't familiar with what that is, if you take a look at the Utah Jazz app at the very top of their entire app, uh, there's a jazz logo with, with a, little, a little arrow. So if you tap that, you can switch from basically a jazz app to a Vivint Arena app. Um, so talk about that process, why that was important for you guys and why that's so valuable for your, your arena. Yeah, that's that's been huge because... Um, you know, we don't look at the, the jazz app as just a jazz specific app. We look at it as, a, as an app that is meant to enhance everybody's experience, whether they're coming for content, whether they're coming to the arena for a basketball game or whether they're coming for a concert or even Disney on ice. We want people to think of the Utah Jazz plus Vivint Arena app as their go-to app to enhance that experience. So we, we integrated the toggle there at the top um, our fans have, have really enjoyed being able to go to that toggle and switch over to an arena mode where they're able to find very specific information for a concert or for an event that's not jazz related, right. um, but still give our jazz fans, our core jazz fans, that content that they want when they open our app. That's, that's been huge for us as an organization. Yeah, really smart. And back, back years ago now, when I was with the Phoenix Suns, I remember we talked about do we want an app for our arena? 
And then we kind of thought, you know, I don't, we, don't, we don't know if people would download that or use that if they're only coming to one mm -hmm. or two concerts a year or Disney on Ice or WWE, whatever it is. But so I think this is the perfect solution where, you know, someone that does come to your arena all the time for the jazz, but then also comes for some of those other events, they've got it all together in one spot, uh, which is really, really smart. Yeah. And we're looking at, at segmenting our user base even further and allowing more customization based on what we know about you. Yeah. So if we know you are a core basketball fan. We're going to offer up uh, the basketball content that you want or the things that you want as you come to a basketball game. If we know that you're coming to an event, we are going to, to um, display more arena-focused uh, functionality. The, you know, purchasing your food and beverage before you get to the game for, or before you get to the event for express pickup. We wanna make sure that, again, we are enhancing your experience no matter what you're coming to, as, as long as you're coming to the arena. We want to send you down the path that is going to um, make you have that best experience uh, that you can when you come. Yeah, no question. And I was excited to see that you guys had Disney on ice uh, back in the building and you got concerts scheduled. Yep. It feels, feels like life's starting to get back to normal, at least a little bit. Um, so a little bit, a yeah, little bit. I'm sure your arena folks, um, are thrilled to be able to book book events again and have some some fans in to see those shows. Absolutely, we're we're all very excited, and the state has been great to work with. The health department has has been a, a key partner of ours as we've opened up the arena to our guests. And you know, our first priority is is our guest and employee safety. We yeah, want to make course. sure that people can um, feel like they're getting back to some semblance of normal. And, and coming to an event can do that for people. You know, it's, it's all about making sure we're doing it in a safe and, and um, responsible way. Absolutely. Let's rewind uh, just about a year now um, when really the, the NBA paused its season and the kind of the world um, as a whole really kind of shut down in a lot of ways. Uh, what has this time period been like for you and how has that impacted your role in terms of what you're, you're focused on or what you're doing? there in, in uh, your, your job at the Jazz? Yeah, it's, it's been crazy. Um, you know, when, when the season shut down, we, we all had to shift our focus and figure out different ways of working um, as an organization. And, it, you know, the, the focus shifted from selling tickets and getting people in the building to making sure our fans were taken care of from a, from a season ticket member standpoint from a content standpoint, we've done a lot to really push the envelope on getting people the information that they want, whether it's, hey, this game's been postponed to right. check out these highlights from, from our team last night. Um, our, our social media team has, has been great in stepping in and helping send out push notifications uh, this, these last few months. And um, they've gone over very, very well. Our, our fans, again, they couldn't be happier with the, the content that they're getting from us as an organization. And, and a lot of it has, has had to shift. You know, we went from, again, we went from fans to the building to how do we get our fans to engage with us in this or, as an organization virtually? Um, right. And one of the things that we rolled out was this augmented reality portal that uh, I couldn't be happier with. Um, it really gives our fans the ability to uh, pop up a portal from the app, step onto the court and interact with uh, some 2D versions of our players and watch highlights, um, pull up team store where they can then shop the player's look, uh, player specific merchandise. And, and we, 
we're able to work with a great partner in Verizon and, and populate some of their uh, uh, assets into that experience as well. And, you know, educate uh, people on what Verizon 5G is like. And, and so it's been a really great opportunity to give our fans the ability to interact with us inside the arena, but not leave their home. Yeah. You just answered about eight of my upcoming questions all in, all in one answer. Um, but but the AR portal is fantastic. You guys call it a virtual arena in your app. And I was playing with it in my living room this morning. My my dog and I went into the uh, virtual arena. Um, nice. I loved, uh, you know, we've had a number of teams that have built uh, uh, the AR portal with us, but you guys really took it to that next level, incorporating your sponsor. I love that it was presented by, by Verizon, but as soon as you went in, there's Verizon on the courtside signage. They're on the players tunnel. They're on the LED rings around the, the, the building. Yeah. And you could actually tap any of those and learn more information about Verizon 5G. Uh, that's a really great activation. And I'm sure that they are thrilled to, uh, to see that in the app. Yeah, absolutely. They are. They, um, you know, they've been a great partner to work with and um, we wanted to give them value as well. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're partnering with us they, uh, they've been great to work with. And so we wanted to give back to them and have them have that, um, that interaction, inter interaction within the AR portal as well. Um, you know, it was great working with the Inscam team. I, I remember our kickoff call with them and I said, you know, I've got this idea. I know you guys do the AR portal. I've seen it with some other teams. And then I stopped and I said, have you ever seen the movie Inception? <laughs> that, that dream inside a dream inside a dream. And, and, you know, I could hear just a dead, dead silence on the phone call. Right. Nobody's screen was on, but I was like, oh, they're probably rolling their eyes right now. But I was like, what if we could pop a portal inside a portal inside a portal? And they're like, that's not possible. But here's what we <laughs> here's what we can do. So it was a, it was a really fun one to work on. Um, you know, from, from all aspects. I love it. And, and fun little uh, inside baseball, I guess, inside basketball story here. Uh, back when I was with the Suns, Verizon was our presenting partner of the Suns mobile app. And Verizon is actually the one who recommended that we talk to Yinscam originally when we wanted to develop a mobile app. And we were Yinscam's first NBA client. So um, it all kind of oh, goes awesome. back to Verizon way back. Gosh, that must've been 2010, 11, probably when they first introduced us. So um, yeah, Verizon has always been cutting edge and always looking for innovative, innovative ways to partner and activate with teams. So, uh, yeah. love, love seeing that. Uh, and then I also love that you incorporated the players. So uh, no one else has done that yeah. either that I've seen. So as soon as you step into the portal, you're basically at the, uh, the, the jump circle uh, on the center court and the, the players are all around you. Um, and you could tap on any of them and you kind of touched on this, but you could tap on them and actually buy their jerseys right there on the spot and different items. Uh, I thought that was really a nice creative touch too, and a fun little Easter egg as you enter the uh, virtual arena. So we had, uh, we had three key metrics that we wanted to hit on, right? We wanted to have our fans engage with us as an organization, engage with our brand and our, our players, even right. though they weren't able to come to our arena. We wanted to give them opportunities to visit our team store, um, purchase the gear that, uh, that they would for those players. Um, and three, we wanted to partner with somebody that, like you said, was cutting edge in, in Verizon. And so, um, you know, I, if I look at all of the boxes on the paper, I think we checked off every single box and it's been, it's been very successful and very cool to see uh, the different things on social media that people have been posting about it. And 
Um, really cool to see how that came from, you know, a, an idea on paper over here all the way to fruition. Came from a Leonardo DiCaprio movie. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, have any of the players commented on it? Have they, have they stepped into the virtual arena yet and seen themselves? I haven't heard that. Uh, not yet, no. But we did have our broadcast folks do it. Um, so nice. uh, pregame, they were playing around with it on the broadcast, which was really cool to see. And, um, you know, I recorded it on my DVR so I could go back <laughs> and watch it over and over and over again. And, um, yeah, it's just been really great. The organization as a whole has bought into it. Um, our social media folks did things for it. And um, yeah, it was really cool to see it, it launch. That's awesome. So rewinding a little bit to when uh, the NBA first paused and, and um, last, last March, I guess it was, uh, one of the things we did with teams was we developed a bunch of free games. And that's, uh, I don't say that to pat ourselves on the back, but you were one of the teams that we worked with on a number of those games, um, including a, a card match game and also the NBA Shot Clock Challenge. Talk about how important it was to kind of have some elements of your app that were still engaging fans, even though the season was over and nothing was going on at that point. Yeah, so that was that was key um, from an organization standpoint. You know, we went from going 100 miles an hour to gearing up for playoffs to zero miles an hour. And, right. And we were all just kind of trying to figure out how to proceed, what was going to happen with the season. Nobody really knew. And, and Yinscam stepped up and developed these awesome uh, mini games that, that they offered up to us as clients. And so um, you know, we were, we were right there. We wanted to jump on those as quickly as possible. So we rolled out, uh, we rolled out two of them. We rolled out the mini uh, match game where you could go in and, and um, try and find matches within like the game. A, like and, memory, memory. Yeah. A memory game. Exactly. Jazz cards. Yep. And, and we saw a lot of success with that. Um, our, our fans kept playing it over and over and over again. I was, you know, I personally was a little skeptical, like, okay, you'll play it one time. <laughs> But it was addictive. You wanted it to was. keep playing it and see if you could beat your score. And, you know, I'd have it was hard. my it boss. Wasn't. It was. <laughs> it, it wasn't was. easy. It was hard. I'd have my boss text me his score and I'd be like, no, there's no way that you got that. There's like no way. Um, but as soon as, um, you know, as soon as we the season started again and we took those mini games down, I was getting emails from our fans saying, hey, where did the where did the match game go? We want that back. And so that was really cool. Um, really cool thing that, that we were able to roll out and work with you all on. Um, you mentioned the other one, the shot clock challenge. So that was a, a challenge between uh, a bunch of us NBA teams, yeah. uh, our fan bases, right? And so it was the game where you could you, you just flip on the phone screen and see how many shots you could make within a, a certain time frame. And yeah, the way that it worked phone, is yeah. Yep. All the fan bases would play and then those scores would accumulate in the average score and, and we would go head to head. And, you know, I was sitting there on my phone day in and day out and I was like, I got to beat the Blazers. You know, I got to beat <laughs> these guys. I got to beat the Knicks. You know, I wanted to beat them all because uh, it was it was something to do that was engaging for us as a fan base. And, yeah. and you know, our fan base bought into that as well. I can't remember our record, which means it probably wasn't at the top, but it was a lot of fun to play with and, and to uh, engage with the brand. The record wasn't quite as good as your actual, your actual jazz team at the time. Yeah. The, the team is playing much better than, <laughs> than I was. That's for sure. And you had both of those sponsored as well, which I know was also important um, as you know, all of your, your marketing partners, you know, lost those impressions from the signage in the arena and the TV commercials that would have run in the broadcast. And so yeah. I, I'm sure that was valuable as well to have another way to kind of activate those partnerships. 
It was, it was, you know, when the, again, when the season paused, it, it became all hands on deck to do whatever we could to help the organization. And, and this was one of those great things that we could offer up to our partners that were looking for, uh, for what they had, they're now missing. Right. And so we, we partnered with um, a, a great bank, a great local bank, Zions Bank here in town on the shot clock challenge and uh, the Larry H. Miller auto dealership on the memory game. And it was, it was key for those partners to, to have that engagement and have their names associated with these, these games that our fans were interacting with. Yeah. Um, speaking of COVID, heading back into this new season, the 2020-2021 NBA season, we worked with you on actually building out a COVID form uh, for your mobile mm-hmm. app so that um, you could kind of, as fans were coming to the building, they could go through and check off um, different things to, you know, COVID precaution safety form. Um, talk about that and, and how your arena has, um, you know, used that to keep everybody as safe as possible as they come back. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I had mentioned it earlier when we opened the doors to the arena um, for our guests to to come back with us, um, their safety, their health uh, was top priority, along with the health and safety of our our employees. Um, You know, we we live in such an interesting time right now with COVID and everything that's been happening. We wanted to make sure that we had a comprehensive reopening plan. Right. Again, health and safety being the most important thing. And so as we were opening the doors, we needed to figure out a way where we could have these uh, have our guests fill out this health screening in a way that complemented their journey within the app. Um, And Yinscam was great to work with. As soon as I heard about it, I was like, yep, we want to do it. And we've got three weeks until we open our doors for the first game. (laughs) So let's, you know, let's get going. And um, uh, yeah, Yinscam was, they stepped up, they, they helped develop this and, and our fans have, have really embraced taking the screening. Um, once you open the jazz app and, and navigate to, uh, our ticketing partner, Ticketmaster, uh, the, the way that the screening works is it interrupts the ticket flow, right? So once you click on my tickets within the jazz app, it pulls up the health screening questions. Um, and it's all tied to the Ticketmaster account. So it's very seamless. Your information is already there. All you need to right. do is fill out the questionnaire. And once you get that green screen, you pass on and access your tickets and are able to, to enter the building. And it's really great to see guests coming into the arena and, you know, here's my green screen. I'm, I'm good, you know, and it, I think it provides a level of comfort, um, not only to other guests around them, but to our employees as well, knowing that we're all safe and we're all following the proper protocols to return safely. Right. And it's not something that people can bypass. They've got to, they've got to fill that out before they can get to their tickets, which I think is important as well. Yep, exactly. Exactly. Um, talk about the redesign of your app. You guys did a full redesign. Looks, looks a lot different heading into the season. Look really looks sharp. It does. It looks great. So this, uh, the redesign came from um, our design team. Uh, we're, we're led by some really great people here internally. And they, they started to look at the jazz brand from maybe a different lens, right? We've, we're, we're very integrated into the Utah community, um, but we want to think of ourselves and be a national brand. And so we kind of started to look at it from that lens and they created this, this great new branding for us as an organization. Um, and we've implemented that into the app. We've worked with you all on redesigning 
um, the look and feel of things and, and how people interact with their newsfeed versus um, these other features that we have in the app, like the, like the virtual arena. Right. And, and it's, it's come across really sharp. It looks really great. We have a, a little bit of ways to go to, to continue to innovate on the look and feel and, and make it um, function for, for everybody. But it looks, it looks great. And it's been a great process to work with the design team and have them much more involved and much more invested in the app and the website. Um, really, we want parity across all of our digital platforms, right? Yep. Whether you're following us on Facebook or Instagram or on the website or the app, we want it to look and feel the same so that um, uh, you're, you're used to it, it's consistent, and you're able to get what you need wherever you are. Yeah, good point. Well, we have really enjoyed uh, innovating with you over this last year throughout the pandemic, and we appreciate the fact you're always looking forward to, to new things and coming up with new ideas. Um, can you tell us, last question, can you tell us what's ahead, what's coming for the Utah Jazz app uh, here in the future? And you may not want to spoil everything, but, but I'm sure you probably have some, some ideas that you can talk about a little bit to give people uh, an idea of what you're working on next. I do. I do. So, I, you know, I've kind of mentioned a couple different things. We're very integrated into the community here. Um, we want to take that another step further. So, you know, without giving away too much, uh, we'll be working on some initiatives where the Jazz app is even more integrated into your, your life. Whether you are a hardcore jazz fan or a, you know, a newcomer to the, the team, we want you to feel like the Jazz app is where to go no matter where you are, yeah. whether you're shopping at a grocery store uh, or at our team store, we want you to think of the Jazz app as something that you need and, and want to have to enhance an experience, right? Again, not yeah. spoiling too much, but it's, it's integrating it even more into your, your everyday life that, that I want to accomplish. Yeah, smart. Now, again, as, as, we, look at, uh, as we look at our brand from a national level, I want to make sure that um, the Jazz app is there to service our fans that aren't in Utah. We, we have a very large fan base that isn't here in Utah. And so I wanna make sure that whether you're in Michigan or Atlanta and you're following the Jazz and have the Jazz app, you're getting information that is important to you. Yeah. Right? It doesn't make sense for me to say, hey, you're coming to the game tonight <laughs> if you live in Atlanta, because right. you're probably not coming to our game tonight. But I want to be able to get you the content that you want so that you feel like you're a part of the team as well. And that's that's the really big thing about our organization is is team is everything. Right. We're all part of the team and we want everybody, whether again, whether you're a hardcore fan or new to our fan base, we want you to feel like you're a part of our organization as well. Um, and the, the Jazz app is what's going to be the most helpful tool to, to make that happen. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you you included some nice little teases there that that I picked up on. So I'm excited for be people on the lookout. Yeah, I'm excited yeah. for people to see what you've come up with and and what you're going to incorporate here over the next year or two years. But uh, can't thank you enough for taking the time out of your season right now to uh, join us. And I know Priya wanted me to pass on um, her thanks as well. We just we're we're so appreciative that you put your trust in us to to develop an app with us a couple years back, and uh, we are thrilled to work with you and love love all the innovative ideas you come up with. So um, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. And we can't wait to see what the Jazz do here in the uh, NBA playoffs this year. Not, not too far away. It'll be here before we know it.
We're going all the way. I feel it. <laughs> there you year. go. There it's, you go. It's happening. It's Everybody happening. remember he said that in uh, check back. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much, Brooks. Yep. Thank you.